Appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you. That's right. What up, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Harbaugh Harge, and welcome to another edition of Hanging with Harge. We will get all into it today. We will recap the Major League Baseball games that were played yesterday, preview the ones that will be played today, and of course, I still have to talk a little bit about my Dallas Cowboys and how disappointing is this season getting ready to turn to. But before we get into all of that, I want to jump right into the fact that the Houston Astros, I'm not going to talk Rangers just yet because we're going to have Jared Sandler on. So I'm going to wait and talk Rangers here in just a moment. But we have to give some love to the Houston Astros and what they were able to do yesterday. Uh, The Astros went into Minnesota. Luckily, they were playing a day game and played some great baseball on the road. As I've told you before, that's all they do. They play well on the road, 51 and 30 in the regular season on the road. And so we might have ourselves a little Texas two-step battle if the Astros can go ahead and win today. The Strolls win 9-1 to behind a stellar pitching performance behind Christian Javier, who yesterday, I believe I told y'all, he made me a little nervous. But little did I know that he would be able to run his scoreless inning streak to 16 and a third of innings. Christian Javier had a great breaking ball that was uh, diving away. It It was almost like it was disappearing, like they couldn't pick up the rotation. And that's why your boy is sitting here talking to you today, because I couldn't pick up the rotation either. But he went out there and pitched well. Astros bats got on fire. We got my man Jose Abreu, who everybody in Houston has been mad at. They was they were mad because Yuri was Guriel was gone. And Jose Abreu, big acquisition during the offseason, had a very slow start. To, well, didn't even have a great season at all. But he was decent. I thought he was decent, but he didn't have the numbers that everybody was looking for. Well, let me just tell you, folks, he showed up for you, and he showed up loud and proud yesterday, bashing two home runs, both of them over 440 feet, got the party started. What up, Sal? What up, Miss Becky? What up, CB? Uh, Thank y'all for joining me. Uh, But it was an unbelievable performance by the Houston Astros. And what we talked about as well, when Wags was bringing this up earlier with me, he was talking about the pedigree. And I said this going into it. That's the one thing that the Baltimore Orioles, even though they won 100, I mean, not the Baltimore Orioles, even though the Minnesota Twins is a very talented baseball team. But the Houston Astros have been there, done that, and continues to walk the walk. Yeah, it was kind of sketchy, and everybody questions Dusty Baker on a lot of things. But this team and what was happening throughout this game and throughout this series, they understood it. Sonny Gray took the mound, good breaking ball. He was trying to run that fastball in, couldn't get it to to stay consistent in the zone. And when he left pitches up, they spoke well about it. Astros bats, that is. They saw it. They reacted. They matched. Loved every second of watching that game. And – Jordan Alvarez. Let me just tell you about our man Jordan. I got an opportunity to see Jordan when he was playing AAA here for the Round Rock Express. Shout out to the Express management and the Express uh, front office. They they do an unbelievable job. If you've never been to the Round Rock Express game, I know the season's over, but when you're getting when you're in a city with minor league teams, 
You need to go check those players out. They're there. They're talented. And you get to see them for yourself before they get up on the big stage and the big screen. But let me just tell you some of the numbers that I just recently discovered on uh, Jordan Alvarez and where we can compare him in the history of the game. Big Poppy is who I've been calling him for a long time. Even when he was in AAA, I kept saying, this dude's got a swing like Big Poppy. He's got a different sound about it when it comes off of the bat. And he lives for the postseason. So I saw this stat from 03 to 09, David Ortiz. So that's 100 averages is a, out of 162 games, including the postseason. Through that time, Big Poppy hit 288, 42 home runs. He averaged this. 288, 42 home runs, 134 RBIs, 300, 389 OB, OB, on-base percentage. A 576 slugging percentage and a 965 OPS. The same amount of time for Jordan Alvarez. And from 2019 to 2023, Jordan has a better average, 92, uh, 292. He's right there with him at home runs at 42. He's uh, uh, nine RBIs behind Big Poppy at 125. He's a percentage point behind him in on-base percentage at 388. He's got a slugging percentage that he's five ahead of Big Poppy at 580. And then he's got an OPS of 968. Both left-handed, both hit with big-time clout and power in every time you see him come to the plate, I would encourage teams to start putting up four fingers and letting that man go to first base. You're going to end up having to give Big Poppy, I mean, excuse me, Jordan Alvarez, the big donkey, you're going to end up having to give him the Barry Bonds treatment. That's no disrespect to anybody else in the league. That's no disrespect to any other dominant player at their position but the big thing for me when you look at big pop big pop i keep wanting to call him big poppy when you look at jordan alvarez and what he's able to do every time he comes up to the plate he is he's a serious threat to your well-being as a pitcher there's nothing you can do about it it's so much He's must-watch television. You cannot go to the bathroom, concession stand, play on your phone. If you're pulling your phone out, you better be recording him because you never know what you're going to see. And then you put in the fact Carlos Correa, I mean Carlos Correa, uh, Pena's starting to hit the ball, playing some good defense. How about that double play between he and uh, – Altuve, that was a game-changing moment. They were trying to battle back. If that ball gets past him, there's no telling what the inning's going to look like. That helped with Christian Javier being able to continue to extend his scoreless streak to 16 and a third. I'm a big fan. And if you've been listening to me for a while, when I was at the other station, 
I brought up the fact when I was talking to Julia Morales, who covers the team, I told her, I said, y'all are in good hands. I know Correa is going to be a big void. You can never, ever replace those types of players. But what you can do is bring somebody out and see that this dude was talented. Again, he's got lineage. His dad was a major league baseball player. I know it's rare that you get a, a, a major league star like him out of the state of Maine, but the pedigree is there. I told him, you're going to be just fine with Pena. He was the MVP of the uh, playoffs last year. He was the MVP of the World Series. And now he's getting back into a groove, having a great approach at the play. Looks like he's having fun again. And, of course, the person he replaced is on the other side. Now, Carlos Correa, still tipping my cap to him. He's trying to rally the troops. I thought Sonny Gray was going to be more of a challenge because he's so nasty with his uh, pitching style and his delivery. But the game that I got to see yesterday and Christian Javier with his breaking ball and how he was spinning that ball up, I, I kept saying, why are you not sitting on it? Well, then you go back and you look at it. It's like that ball was disappearing. On it. They would give us the umpire view. And all of a sudden you would see the ball just kind of dive away from right-handed hitters and down and in on left-handed hitters. Even if you had the proper approach, it looks like a fastball. And then when he did throw his fastball, he would elevate it and get you to chase it. It's hard to catch up with that. It's real hard to catch up with that. So shout out, shout out to the Houston Astros. They are one win away from a possible Texas two-step. And I can't wait for a Texas two-step. I think we're all in there. I think we are all dialed in for that. I don't think anybody would be upset, but the Astros are looking to make it to the ALCS for the seventh straight time. They're going for win number three tonight. First pitch is 607. Uh, Jose Uquiti, who has been, you know, over history, over time, he's done well. He's been a very admirable uh, pitcher during this time. In the postseason, he's a guy that you want to have on the mound during the postseason. He's been there before. He's got to be big tonight, though. He's got to be big tonight. And the uh, Twins will send Joe Ryan to the hill. So this is a big game tonight. I'll be tuned in to it, getting ready to uh, see who is going to play face the Texas Rangers. As I said, the Texas Rangers swept the 101 win Baltimore Orioles. I am so sorry, Wags. I really am, my friend. But I'm just telling you right now, they won 7-1 to at the Guild, and this team has been spanking other teams throughout this time. They have big money players that have been stepping up in serious fashion. I know everybody keeps talking about uh, Nathan Uvalde and how he's been able to perform in these big games. We're going to talk to my man, uh, Josh Sandler, Jared Sandler, in just a moment. We're going to talk about that. But Nathan Uvalde, the big horse from Alvin, Texas. You know who else is from Alvin, Texas? That's right, Big Tex, Nolan Ryan. And what does he do? Throw gas. He went seven strong yesterday with seven Ks, only giving up one run. Corey Seager continues to rip the cover off the ball. 
Josh Young is gaining confidence confidence with every single uh, play in every game. The Rangers win, and Bruce Bochy is the man. It is unbelievable. And, I, and you're right. I told you. And I'll get into the conversation, too. It says it right there. The very beginning of the season, I was talking about the Texas Rangers. I'll talk to Jared about this in just a minute, but I had an opportunity to go to spring training this past year. I saw Jacob DeGrom. I saw Nathan Uvalde pitch. I saw Corey Seager take ground balls and Travis uh, uh, Marcus Simeon and Josh Young. I saw big Nathaniel Lowe over there. Garcia. I saw all those guys. And the people that I was with, I told them, I said, hey, man, I don't know what Chris Young is doing. I don't know what he's got going on, but the players that he's bringing in here and what he's been able to put together is totally different with his aggressiveness than anybody else that I've ever seen. He went and got the players. He was spending big money. Remember last year, Rangers were not very good. They were still scuffling. They ended up having to make a managerial change. When it got Bruce Bochy, Interviewed with Bruce, Bruce Bochy, and by the way, that dude's got a humongous dome. I don't know if y'all were paying attention to that. My man got an eight head. He ain't got no forehead. He ain't got no six head. He got an eight head. That dude's head is big. But watching those guys go about their work, and this is one of the streakiest teams I've ever seen, too. Like, there's some random numbers that those guys were going through but I just couldn't even understand. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the Rangers being able to advance. Um, As I said, we'll be efforting uh, my man, Jared Sandler here in just a minute, but let me tell you about the great folks over at Covert BK nestled on 42 acres in the beautiful Texas Hill country. Covert BKs has three new state of the art dealerships carrying seven brands. That's right. Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And in addition to those seven brands, you can always go out off of 79 and hit up Covert Ford in Hutto. Or if you're in Austin and you want to stay in the city, you can get Ford Lincoln in Austin, Texas. As we told you before, no one beats a Covert deal. Not now, not ever. Covert has something for everyone. I already told you all the makes and models, but they can service all makes and models with their 86 service bays. You won't even have to wait that long. Just remember that. Please uh, visit CovertBK.com for the latest specials and inventory or stop by and see them. No one beats a Covert deal. Not now, not ever. I also want to give you a shout out to audiovisual consultations. If you saw the Rangers win yesterday, you probably saw it on one of Tom McKay's great TVs that the folks at AV Consultation was able to bring to you. I'm telling you right now, whether you want a home theater you want to set up a man or woman cave setup, or you want to do an outdoor hookup, whatever you need, AV Consultations have you covered. Give them a call at 512-255-8678 or check them out online at abconsultations.com. Folks, I've been telling you about this. It was a big party going on in Arlington yesterday. I'm surprised that my man is going to be, even, be able to join us. I thought he'd still be out celebrating. Uh, joining me today, fresh off a series win, 
is the play-by-play announcer for the radio, my man Jared Sandler. And you can follow him on Twitter or X at Jared Sandler. Jared, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm I am awake. I don't know that I'm in the best of shape, as you can see by my uh my hair, but we're uh we're we're pushing through. This is a great problem to have for sure. No doubt about it. So check this out. All right. You and I were in spring training at the very beginning of the year. We were walking around. Obviously, you stay a lot longer than I do, so you had a great opportunity to get a feel for this team. And when I talked to you, I said, man, this, this team looks a little bit different than what I'm used to seeing. I don't know if it was Bochi. I don't know if it was Chris Young making the moves that he did. But you've been with this team. You've seen it all happen. You've seen the transformation. How, how fulfilling was yesterday with the sweep? Yeah, it, I think what was cool is that, you know, the team got a clinch in front of the home crowd. Um, not that you're going to complain about clinching on the road, but, uh, you know, it, it was the first home playoff game since 2016. First time the Rangers have won a home playoff game since 2011. Largest crowd in Globe Life Field history. I mean, the crowd was electric. Uh, and I think, you know, for the guys, it was it was really special for them to get to show this off in front of a fan base that has gone through six years of uh, apathy and difference, uh, a lack of, you know, high level competition from a baseball standpoint. And this year the Rangers brought that to them, but, you know, there was a little bit of a, a sour taste when the season ended just because it didn't end with a division win and the way it kind of ended with a chance to win it on the last day. So uh, the Rangers hadn't been home since prior to that road trip. You know, they they had that last week on the road and then uh, the entire postseason up until yesterday had been on the road. So I think it was really fulfilling for them to be able to do this in front of the home crowd. And, uh, you know, what a what a great atmosphere and, and what a great start to this postseason. Winning five games in the regular season consecutively isn't easy. It's uh, certainly not easy to do it in the postseason. No doubt about it. We're joined by Jared Sandler. And Jared, you know, I sit here and I look at this team and, you know, there's there, there was a bunch of big money moves that were made throughout. Uh, this team has persevered. I don't know if it was you or another writer that had posted how random the streaks that Texas Rangers baseball had during the year. They would win nine games, 10 games, then lose nine of 11 and then come back and win a series. I mean, it was just so strange. But throughout it all, was there some nervousness or to your point, you know, you've been on the road and then the end of the season, didn't get a chance to win the division, but now you're in a position to, you're on one of those good streaks. What is it? Five and oh in the playoffs. You're outscoring everybody by what 18 run differential. And that was the big thing during the season as well. The run differential was amazing, but now it's money time. Yeah. And thankfully there's been an uptick at the right time. Uh, and you know, the run differentials, uh, it's, it's significant for a team that has had a tough time with its bullpen. Uh, you know, the Rangers did have to win a close game in game one, uh, one run game, protecting that over the final, what, 10 outs didn't have to deal with that in game two, got out to, you know, a, a what was it? A nine to two lead or whatever it was. Uh, and then yesterday, got out to a you know a seven nothing lead or a six nothing lead and uh so you know when that 
that's the case, you don't put as much pressure on the bullpen. Now, is it realistic for them to go through the postseason like that? I don't know. You know, you, you figure as you get deeper into the playoffs, uh, the games get harder. The, the opponents uh, get tougher. I mean, I don't know. You know, the Orioles won 101 games, uh, but you're playing teams that uh, – uh, you know, you're playing teams that are also winning games. They're also in a role. So they're going to have to show that they can win close games, uh, but uh, they've done it when asked to this postseason game one against the Rays and game one against the Orioles. But uh, you know, the other games has really been the formula that they've used all year, which is just score a lot of runs and, and hope that they can hold on with their bullpen. But the starting pitching has been awesome and the bullpen has been really good this postseason. So I need to give them a little shine because they, you know, it's a much maligned group, but uh, right now everything's clicking, but you're right. You know, in the regular season, they would all of a sudden have these 180 degree turns sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. And uh, they got to make sure to protect against that because you have that in the postseason, you're out. You know, if you uh, do it in the regular season, you can survive. So they can't uh, let that happen now. So Jared, I wanted to ask you about Bruce Bochy. You know, there's a lot of conversation about him within the, the national media, obviously, with everyone that covers the Rangers as well. The calming voice, the transformation, you know, you, you, you end up letting Woodard go, and now you bring in a guy with a ton of experience. But the one thing that I always seemed to stand out was his calm demeanor. Now, I know he's a catcher. He can probably choke a lot of people out. And just, you know, when he got to get on you, he's going to get on you. But he just seemed to be the right person at the right time for this ball club. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And for a lot of reasons. Uh, but, you know, as far as the demeanor, what you just mentioned, you know, for a team I, in any baseball season, it's it's never going to just be, you know, a consistent, hey, we're going to win right. you know, uh six out of every 11 games and you know there's not going to be any variance i mean there's going to be ups and downs i i would think that this this team at least in the second half had more of a roller coaster uh, of extremes than what is typical and because of the timing of it you know when it felt like things were slipping away when it felt like uh the rangers were not just squandering the division but maybe squandering a playoff uh you know a, a playoff bid uh you had a guy who you know he He's been through that. You know, he, he maybe hadn't experienced anything like this bullpen, but he had, generally speaking, been through the highs and lows of playing meaningful baseball. And not a lot of the guys in the clubhouse uh, had. And this organization has not been through that in quite some time. Uh, so I think his presence was huge. Uh, and a lot of the players will, will cite that. Uh, just a, a very steady hand. Oh, it, it, Nothing rattles him. And, you know, I heard Brett Boone on our flagship 105 through the fan earlier this morning uh, equate it to when you're flying and you have turbulence. If you look at the flight attendants and the flight attendants are calm, business as usual, it helps keep you calm. When you look at their face and they look panicked, uh-oh, you know, they're panicked. That's not good. So when you look at a manager, I mean, these guys are, they're adults. They're not, they're not silly. It's not just about what you say. And it's it's not just about how you look; it's everything. They can they can smell blood. They can sniff out a guy who is putting on a you know a, a front, and he's just not. He genuinely, I think, was. I mean, I, he was frustrated. He was definitely, 
he had his moments where the the competitive side got to him, but he would show up the next day calm and 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 collected. And I think that has a huge effect on guys. And I think it had a huge effect on this team. The Rangers are headed to the ALCS for the first time since 2011. We won't bring that up because we know what happened that time. <laughs> but we want to sit there and think about what you have witnessed as they continue to move on. I want to ask about Corey Seager as well. Corey Seager, I've been saying it from day one. He he missed a lot of time, but he's still MVP. I think he's the MVP of the American League, especially when uh, Shohei got hurt and ended up not being able to do the things that he was doing. But the numbers that he has put out, put up throughout his time on the field, is something that people really need to take a look at because – it's not every day that you get to see a shortstop of his caliber get come over to the Texas Rangers and show up and produce with, especially with the big contract. Can you, what, what have you taken away from watching him every single day? Yeah, he's uh well, you talk about the calm, cool, collected nature of Bruce Bochy. I mean, that's Corey Seager. Uh, he's, and this guy's, he's, he's not only been there, done that he's done it in this ballpark, uh, right. you know, with the Dodgers and, I don't know. I, I don't, he is unlike a lot of what we've seen before. Uh, I don't want to, you know, be a prisoner of the moment and say that he's unlike anything ever, but you know, he's a guy special. And I think he was on some really good teams that had some really good players with the Dodgers. Maybe he was overshadowed, had some injury issues. Uh, and that certainly took away from some of the statistical production uh, but I think Rangers fans are seeing and, and the baseball world is seeing how special this guy is. He can hit any pitching. He can hit any, you know, lefty, righty, any pitch type. The moment doesn't get to him. Uh, this guy's just unbelievable. And, you know, Shohei Otani is going to win the MVP, I'd imagine. He, he deserves it. I, I, baseball is not like basketball or football where if you don't make the playoffs with a player that good, uh, then that guy probably isn't that good, right? You know, if a, right. you're, you're not going to be an MVP candidate in the NBA if your team isn't a playoff team or even probably a top of the conference team. It just it, one player can have that big of a difference. It, one player can't in baseball. I mean, the Rangers saw this for years and years and years with so many great individual performances. I mean, Alex Rodriguez is not a celebrated Ranger by any means, and understandably so, but he had some unbelievable years, uh, yeah. you know, from 01 through 03 Rangers didn't sniff the playoffs. It wasn't his fault. Uh, the team just wasn't very good. So, you know, I, I understand why Shohei Otani is getting the love. I just think that Corey Seager at minimum deserves some more recognition in that regard. And I know he missed some time, but so did Shohei Otani. And yep. I don't think that he should be penalized because he's not a pitcher. Now Shohei Otani definitely deserves the credit for being a pitcher, but uh, I don't think you should, you know, we, we can't hold these guys to the standard of, well, they're not a two-way players so that, you know, they're not that valuable uh, because this guy has just been unbelievably special this year. And it's one of the best offensive performances from a Ranger we've probably seen in franchise history. No doubt about it. Jared, I got a couple more before I let you go. I know you're busy and I'm sure you're hungover because you had a great party last night. And if you're not, I'm a little disappointed in you because I would have been at that party as well. But I wanted to ask you about, Nathan Uvalde, big game pitcher. I think this dude is made for the moment. And every time he steps on the, on the mound, he's giving you everything that he's got. Now, go back. You're looking at all the injuries. You made a bunch of different trades with Chris Young getting guys at the break. But Nathan Uvalde being healthy 
and taking the mound and putting him on the back, that's impressive to watch. I, there's something about guys who they they are comfortable in moments and situations, and I just I Nathan Avaldi appears to be one of those guys in the postseason. You know, someone asked me. Uh, how does this compare to Cliff Lee and and you know some of the best postseason pitching performances in franchise history? And you know Cliff Lee really that Tampa series in 2010 when he stepped up to the mound in Game Five and and won a, a decisive winner go home game and and pitched the way he did. You know that probably holds a little bit more weight. But you know Nathan Avaldi's done this now for multiple teams. Uh, you know over his career he's got more than. Uh, more than 50 innings of, you know, playoff baseball. So it's not just these two starts. He's got a 270 ERA. And I think what's impressive is that, you know, he had a great first half of the year, got hurt. He rehabbed on the fly at the big league level. There's a reason you never see that. It is incredibly tough to ask these guys to do that. The Rangers were in a, a you know, desperate times, call for desperate measures type situation. They had him do it. Uh, would they do it again? I don't know. I don't fault the the reasoning. I mean, I certainly was in favor of doing it, so I can't go back and say, oh, you know, that wasn't the right thing to do because this team was desperate. They were in such a bad place, and just getting Nathan Avaldi back on the mound, the thought was, you know, maybe this could help them out. But, uh, you know, I think it's tough to rehab when you're also so worried about the results. And, uh, you know, he didn't necessarily have a great end to the regular season, and so there are fair questions going into the playoffs. What Nathan Avaldi – would we see? Would we see the Nathan Avaldi that we had seen for the last month since coming off the IL, or would we see the the Nathan Avaldi from you know prior to the All Star break? And thankfully, it's it's been that version and and then some. But you know, thirteen and two thirds innings, uh, fifteen strikeouts, no walks. I mean, and 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 doing it in closeout games uh, and doing it against you know Baltimore, really good lineup. So uh, he's been huge. And then now, if you look moving forward. All of a sudden, uh, you feel really good about Nathan Avaldi. You feel really good about Jordan Montgomery. You're going to get Max Scherzer back. You might get John Gray back. Now, Max Scherzer's not going to be able to go six or seven innings, but maybe he can give you three to four innings. Yep. I think you take that. Same with John Gray. Not sure what the, the length will be, but against the Astros specifically with all their righties, John Gray's probably a pretty good matchup there if they end up playing the Astros. So. Uh, teams don't typically get healthier as the, the playoffs uh, roll forward, but this team's getting healthier. No doubt. Before I let you go, I, you know what the question is going to be. Creed, the story of Creed. Everybody's jamming Creed. Some of, my man Jake just said, what's your favorite Creed song? This is uh, taking a, a life of its own, this Creed situation. I'm not going to go against it because it's working. So keep jamming Creed. But how did this all come about? Yeah, uh, it's so bizarre. Uh, the way that this, the way that this, uh, this just exploded is uh, it's it's really cool. So first of all, uh, I just want to reiterate the atmosphere last night was awesome, and I remember in 2010 with the claw and antler stuff. Uh, you know, the the fan base really connected to that, and these days. You know, everyone does something, it seems like. But now, instead of everyone doing the same thing, at least for the Rangers, you know, everyone's got their own personal thing. So, you know, if Evan Carter, he does, uh, you know, one of these. And uh, Dolis Garcia does like a little fist pump. I don't think it's quite the inappropriate version. I think it's, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and so it's not like a one, the team doesn't do a single thing. 
And this Creed thing seems like something that the fans have rallied behind, which is really neat. So uh, I was just talking with Andrew Heaney and I asked him in an interview, Hey, what, what, uh, you know, what, what is something this team has kind of rallied around in the clubhouse? You know, is it a game? Is it this or that? Because, you know, these teams, there's always something. And he kind of out of left field was like, we actually, we've been listening to a lot of Creed and it's funny because it's kind of bizarre. It's not like Jay-Z or Eminem or Beyonce or uh, Pearl Jam. I mean, it's Creed. Uh, And it just, but like everyone's in on it. And uh, so I, I thought, wow, that's an interesting nugget. And I think a part of our job as broadcasters is to humanize these guys and connect, Mm -hmm. connect the fans to the players and, and give them a little insight and, uh, take them behind the scenes when appropriate. And so I thought I got to tweet this and it just took off. I mean, all of us, next thing I know, uh, you know, all these different outlets are running with it. And I, I spoke to Andrew after the game yesterday and, you know, he's like, I, you know, I, 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 I'm so taken aback by this. And Andrew's kind of an introvert and he's getting a lot of attention for this. He's like, I, man, I didn't realize it was going to explode like this, but it seems like the fans like it. So let's keep it rolling. And, uh, you know, hopefully when the Rangers return home next Wednesday, a week from today for game three against either the Twins or the Astros, uh, that Creed energy is is still very much alive in that ballpark because it's a, a cool little rallying point for this team this year. I've never heard anything about Creed energy. That is yeah. outstanding right there. Hey, Jared, before I let you go, tell everybody about your foundation and uh, how they can help. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, so Sandlot Children's Charity, we support kids with physical and intellectual disabilities by providing financial assistance so that they can take part in, in athletics and active programming. Uh, it's, you know, health and wellness is such a big need for kids with disabilities and just setting the foundation as they get older, uh, having an active lifestyle so that they can be healthy. And then also, um, you know, sports played such a big part in my life. I know yours as well. Uh, and it, you know, the experiences through sports are so special to me. And, and it, these kids deserve the same opportunity to make friends and to, uh, you know, develop confidence from, from achieving and growing and getting better and social skills, communication I mean, all these things and just having fun. Sports are fun. And uh, but unfortunately for kids with disabilities, sometimes the, the financial element is uh is prohibitive because it's you know you can go and if you're in a wheelchair for instance uh a wheelchair for wheelchair basketball is going to cost around five thousand dollars you know for uh for me if i want to go play basketball all i need is a gym membership uh and it's not fair that that's the way it is and what we want to do is try and uh, break down those financial barriers to make sure that these kids have the same opportunities so um it's something that's been you know incredibly uh important part of, of, you know, I think what I've been able to do with this platform uh, more than broadcasting any silly baseball game, you know, in the grand scheme of things and uh, the support we've gotten from the community. I, I and also just for people to know, I, I, this charity started in 2017, the amount of support from players who have worn the Rangers uniform, not through an official channel, no one's told them to do anything uh, has been outstanding. And I just feel compelled to share that so that people know that, you know, the, the guys you're cheering for, these are good human beings who, uh, yes, they make a lot of money, but they want to do a lot of good things with it. And I'm so blessed that a lot of the guys on this team and guys from years past have been such great contributors and supporters of the charity. And uh, 
Uh, there, uh, you will have a lot of them at the event December 3rd. It's going to be on the field at Globe Life Field. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity for people to actually be on a major league field and get a hangout. And uh, you just go to the sandlot.org and there's information on the website about the event. We'd love to see people there. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, that You're doing great work. And the reason why people aren't afraid to help you and all those guys that come back and, and be a part of it is because you, like you said, your job is to humanize them and let them know, hey, I'm human too. I may be talking about you the entire game, but I have I have things I care about as well. So keep up the great work and get some rest, bro, because uh, we got to try to make this run coming up pretty quick, don't we? Yeah, let's keep it going. <laughs> don't don't need to stop here. No doubt about it. And everyone that's been listening, make sure you jam some Creed on on your drive today <laughs> and understand it. Jared, as always, man, I appreciate you jumping on with me. Thank you, bud. Take care. All right, later. There he goes, my man, Jared. Sandler doing his thing. He's excited about this uh, Texas Rangers baseball team. And if you're a Rangers fan, how can you not be? You, you got to be excited about what you've seen from this squad and how they continue to do it. You know, some folks that I'm really excited about is the folks over at Four Roofs. That's right. The number Four Roofs, TX.com is the place that you need to be to get all your roofing needs. That's right. We've had some bad weather. I think it's supposed to rain again today, and you don't want to walk into your house and find out you got some leaks. Just do, you, do yourself a favor and reach out to my buddies over at the number four, RoosTX.com. It's a locally owned company that understands the area and what the needs are. They have over 15 years of experience, affordable pricing, and a quick response time. They are thorough and very trustworthy. I use them for my home. My neighbors have used them. You should use them, too. I know these guys personally, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. They have on-site manager, on-site project managers at every job to make sure that the job is done smoothly. So what are you waiting for? Reach out today. Go to five or give them a call at 512-520-5884. That's 512-520-5884 or go to the number four, roofstx.com. And while you're over there and you're searching and trying to look it all up, Reach out to my friends over at Pest Wranglers. Whenever it rains, you know there's ants that pop up. There's all kinds of bugs that come out of nowhere. They will take you, take care of you. Go to pestwranglers.com. It is a locally owned company, and it's a small family business that's been around since 2006. And its basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. The company was started by the owner who was tired of companies that didn't know how to treat their employees or their customers right. And you know, if I'm working with them, they got to get things done right. Pest Wrangler services most of the Central Texas area. And if you're needing help with mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or you need inspections done for your residential or commercial properties, please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract because they believe if you're a happy customer, you're not going anywhere. They have five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. As, as always, reach out to them today at pestwranglers.com or 512-670-7808. I want to get, thank my man Jared Sandler for uh, hopping on with me and breaking down what he saw last night. My man was tired because he had been up all night partying, and he does great work. So if you've been listening to the games or listening to Ranger games, you already know who that is. You know his voice, and he does great work. 
I'm going to transition now. I want to transition to the NFL. I know we got some college football games. I'll get into those tomorrow. We got big college football weekend. You get it all right here anyway on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Follow us on our social media at TS Unfiltered on Twitter and at Texas Sports Unfiltered on Instagram. Make sure you like. Every time you click on here, click a like. And then share it with all your friends. Five friends, tell five friends. Five friends, tell another five friends. And keep this thing going. But make sure that you like and subscribe every single chance that you get. And I love it when you're a part of the show. So continue to help us out, especially when you're dealing with us right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. We're having a great time. Thank you so much. But I want to get into my top 10 of uh, NFL power rank. Because everybody has their own power rankings. You can find them anywhere. But there are different things that I look at in these teams when I come up with these power rankings. And these rankings change from week to week. So I want to start at number 10. I'm going to put the Pittsburgh Steelers in there. I know that it's been real tough watching them. My girl T, she, she gets mad at her team, but they find ways to win. And Mike Tomlin, no matter what the situation is, he is the same dude, and he's going to give it to you raw and uncut, and he's going to let you know when things need to change. So for me, when I look at Mike Tomlin and I look at this squad, I say, oh, he, they find ways to win the game. So I'm going to go ahead and put them at number 10. At number nine, I have the Dallas Cowboys. I told you yesterday when I said I was going to do my top 10 for you, I had the Dallas Cowboys still in there. And the reason why I have the Dallas Cowboys that still in there is not necessarily that what we saw last week against San Fran, that was piss poor performance. I'm talking about probably the worst performance you had ever seen from the Dallas Cowboys. But can we at least give credit to the San Francisco 49ers? And I'll tell you why in just a minute. At number eight, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, long are the days gone of Urban Meyer kicking kickers in butts and being disrespectful to his team. So they're going to get Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be putting himself in an MVP conversation. Don't get it twisted, folks. I understand he's a long way away from that. But he's playing some doggone good football. So when you're watching Jacksonville and what they've been able to do since they have him, things have been moving. So I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing for Jacksonville. At number seven, Baker, Baker, moneymaker, Baker Mayfield doing his thing in Tampa. Dude competes. He's got players around him. You look at Mike Evans. You look at uh, Chris Godwin. The running game is doing well. He's got tight ends. He seems to have a grasp on what's going on in that offense. So I'm not going to give him too much love, but he is number seven. At number six, Geno Smith. They wrote me off, but they ain't right back. Seattle Seahawks, Quandre the Giant Diggs on the back end. Those guys make plays. They get after it. They're a tough football team. They're going to fight to the very end. And Geno Smith and my man Lockett, wide receiver who's been there forever, DK Metcalf, they're out there balling. So I'm going to put some love on uh, what I've seen from the Seattle Seahawks coming in at number six. At number five, now we're in my top five. That's right, folks. Go ahead and say it. Fancy boots. Talking to you, girl. 
the Detroit Lions. Chip Brown, Detroit Lions. The Fighting Dan Campbells. Jared Goff. I heard uh, Bucky and BK talk about Jared Goff this morning. He's on the back end of the MVP conversation. But it just seems to me that he is enjoying football. Let's not forget he was the number one overall draft pick in the NFL. He took a team to the Super Bowl as well. So let's not get it twisted. Let's not pretend like the kid was terrible. He just had to be in the right situation. Then you look at Amara St. Brown. He didn't even play last week. And out there doing some good things. Their offense is, is getting it done. The defense is playing at a very high level. So I have the Detroit Lions in my top five. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs. I know. Don't get mad at me. I got them low. But, hey, they've struggled a little bit. They're still winning, but they don't look as crisp. They do have Superman Patrick Mahomes back there. And they, they got a new crowd called the Swifties that have been hanging out with them. But, hey. It, they have to figure out what's going to happen with their wide receiver core. They have two guys that are leading the league in drops. And I don't know how much longer Patrick Mahomes is going to be excited to, to share the spotlight with them. But you got Andy Reid, you got Pat Mahomes, and you got Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones is back. That defense is getting better. So I'm going to go ahead and put them at number four. Number three, the greatest show on grass. That's right, the Miami Dolphins. They have an Olympic track team out there, and Mike McDaniel is the starter. And they uh, they have been playing football like, a, like on the relay team. They have just been getting it done. You get a ball, you get a ball, and if you catch it, get to the end zone, and that is what they're doing. Big Bangio is the defensive coordinator. They're going to be better as well. They are my number three. My number two team, Philadelphia, man. Undefeated Jalen Hurts is 22 and one in his last 23 games as a start. What? Let me say that to you again. Jalen Hurts is 22 and one in his last 23 games. Only game my man lost, Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. But uh, the defense is gelling. They've been getting better. Jalen Carter, the rookie, has been destroying people. I think he's the highest-graded player on the defensive line in football. So they are doing something in Philadelphia, and I hate that I have to say that. And the number one team, which is why I go back to the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers. They are the most productive team in football. The offense is cooking. The defense is killing people. And they seem to be getting better and better. Even their return game looked like they were trying to bust one the other night. So maybe the Cowboys did look awful. No, not maybe. They damn sure did look terrible. But you sit here and you look at this team and when I say the team, I'm talking about San Francisco. I told you yesterday that the defense that they play, you can't figure it out. And I saw a, a video clip Fred Warner talking about how he was recognizing certain things that were happening with the Cowboys offense. He was dissecting plays by the formation and the routes that he saw in his film study. He was making things very difficult just because my man studied that hard. So when you're watching these games and understanding what this defense is about, Pay attention 
to number 54 and number 57 on defense for San Fran. Now, there's a lot of you that probably won't watch another San Fran game until they play your team. I get it. I don't want to watch them either. But if you want to learn, and I think Mike McCarthy should be watching this offense. I think Mike McCarthy should be watching what the Miami Dolphins are doing. Those are teams that I think the Cowboys should be breaking down. Now, they don't have those types of players. But scheming guys open, giving Dak an opportunity to find the receivers. And by the way, I told you that I'm still going to support Dak. I'm just not going to fight for him anymore. I want you to go to Kurt Warner's uh, uh, Twitter and watch him break down the film on why Dak was not successful. Mike McCarthy didn't do him any favors, by the way. And that play card that looks like he was at Waffle House trying to get his uh, cheese eggs, he needs to change that. He needs to change that. Because this seems like that one just got dusted off because it seemed a little prehistoric. So that's my top 10. San Fran, number one. Philadelphia, number two. Miami, number three. Uh, Kansas City, number four. Detroit Lions, number five. Seattle Seahawks at number six. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number seven. Jacksonville Jaguars, number eight. Cowboys, number nine. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 10. As you know, all this stuff changes every single week. We will continue to change those. But let me tell you something that doesn't need to be changed once you get it in your house. That's right, the furniture from Great Blue Heron Furniture, a custom leather furniture company that was started in 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. Let me tell you how beautiful this stuff is. It's, high, it's the highest quality furniture that you will ever find. You cannot and you will not find a more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture anywhere out there. And if you're watching and you want to scroll down and click on that link, you'll get a video description of what we have at Texas Sports Unfiltered. That's right. We have our own collection. That's what we're doing right there. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off of your first purchase, off of your next purchase. Uh, and if you're looking for a more beautiful, look more amazing furniture that will last for decades, look no further than the Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click on the link below or give them a call at 866-247-9688. 866-247-9688. Let me just tell you this. I, you're right. They did beat two teams, but I can't give them too much love. The Texans, I can't give them too much love just yet because I don't know if they can handle success. They ain't been to that party before, and I want to make sure that they are for real. They win this week, I. You know I'm on. I'm on. They'll be in my top 10. And I know you. Where you been, I? Where you been, bro? I thought you would have been on this show at the very beginning because your Houston Astros won, and they play again tonight. 607 first pitch, Jose Uquiti versus Ryan Hill. Um, the Houston Astros, this is big. This is a big, big test. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. You have done your part because everybody in the state of Texas wants to have Texas versus Houston road to get to the World Series. 
You want to represent the state. One of us, one of these teams will be representing the state of Texas in the World Series. And as I said yesterday, Texas, Houston is like Texas versus Oklahoma. Those fan bases can't stand each other. But all I'm asking, man, can we just get along? Can we support our state? Bars and restaurants alike will be excited. I know the folks over at Cover 3 will be ready and partying. I know BK was talking about Jack Allen's a little while ago, talking about how excited they're going to be. This is what it is all about. The Houston Astros are got the pedigree. They got they got everything favored in their in their direction. And the best part about it for Houston Astro fans, you are 50 now 52 and 30 on the road this year. I know that home cooking is not like what it used to be at Minute Maid. There's a lot of pulp in that Minute Maid. But right now, you're on the road. You're getting freshly squeezed. That's what you're getting. So I'm looking forward to that game tonight. I want to see exactly how they're going to, the Minnesota Twins are going to deal with um, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez, I gave you the numbers and because Ike was late, I want to give him, give him these numbers as well. His numbers of the comparison for him and Big Poppy. I'm talking about they are eerily similar when you think about what Jordan Alvarez has become. And I know everybody's talking about Mr. October and they want to compare him to Reggie, Reggie. Look, man, Jordan Alvarez is creating his own lane. But right now, if you put together, I'll repeat, 162-game season, including the playoffs, from 03 to 09, Big Poppy hit 288. 42 home runs, 134 RBIs, 389 on-base percentage, 576 slugging percentage, and a 965 OPS. You know what Jordan has done since 2019 to 20 uh, to 2023? He's got 292 average, 42 I mean 42 home runs as well, uh, 125 RBIs, a 388 on-base percentage a 580 slugging percentage, and a 968 OPS. All I know is if the Minnesota Twins think that they can, anybody in the postseason, matter of fact, if they think they can continue to pitch to big uh, to Jordan Alvarez, the big donkey, El Caballo, the man that is swinging a – every time he comes up, you have to watch him hit. If they think that they're going to continue to pitch to him and win this series, they got another thing coming. He needs to get treated like Barry Bonds. They need to walk him every time and not even think twice about it. I wouldn't even be mad at him. Because at this point, every time he comes up, he's doing damage. Now, I understand Jose Abreu came in. He did his thing yesterday, uh, hitting the two home runs, and both of them over 440 feet. That's a beautiful thing. I get it. But I will take my chance with him than I would with Jordan. Now, 
you really don't have a chance. That lineup is starting to get comfortable. Now, if you get the pitching staff figured out, Christian Javier, tip of the cap. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was a little nervous with you taking them out because you look a little skittish every time I see you. But you had that slider spinning, that spin rate that everybody was talking about where you can't even see the seams on the baseball. That was impressive. I was very impressed with what I saw. So now, Jose Uquiti, next man up. Time to get to work, bro. Time to get to work. Time to make the donuts. I'll get into the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. I'll talk a lot about college football as well as we're getting closer. I know there's some college football games tonight, but in case you didn't know, Friday night, Pac-12 after dark, Deion Sanders and uh, Colorado Buffaloes host Stanford. Deion and them are 11 and a half point favorite. They might get uh, Travis Hunter back, too. I don't know how effective. I don't know how much wind he's going to be able to go. But we'll definitely talk about college football. But before I let you go, I got to let you hear it one more time, Ranger fans. I want you to hear Marcus Simeon talking about your manager, the common voice, my guy, Bruce Bochy, Mr. Big Head. Bruce Bochy said before the season started, this team could contend this year. A lot of people looked at him and said, 68 wins last year. What do you see in this team? How much of a difference has he made in this group and getting into this place? Yeah, I think uh, I think that we added a lot of pieces. We added Bochy. We added all the pitching. The lineup's getting better. Um, the lineup was great. You know, I think that Bochy being... Three World Series rings, you bring that kind of experience in here. You know, he knows what to do in these kind of games. Obviously, we rode on the clerk, you know, the whole time. He's seen, he's been there and done that, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens next round. Marcus, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah! Ain't nothing but a party, y'all. As a matter of fact, the next party that's about to start is your guys, Trey and BK. But before I let you go, don't believe everything you see. Even salt looks like sugar. Peace. Yo, fella. Party over there. Party, party is everywhere, everywhere, man. Hey, hey. I know BK. I had to check on BK last night to make sure that he was all right because I, I know him. He might have drove up to Dallas last night to be a part of that action. <laughs> I thought about staying up there for a couple of extra days after Texas OU to be a part of that atmosphere last night inside the Gilf because y'all know whenever I get a chance to get inside a Gilf, I'm going to take advantage of that no, I opportunity. Heard you like it more. I heard oh. you like to be inside where it's warm. I do. I really do, <laughs> man. That's That's been one of my issues for a long, long time. But I'm a, I'm not quite Jared Sandler level hungover today, but I did do a little celebrating last night. That was uh, that was pretty glorious to watch the Rangers take care of business the way that they did. I don't know. And, and Jared, I, I, I told him, I was like, man, I appreciate you jumping on because I knew gonna work for you bro <laughs> he, he might have needed 315 instead of 1115 today <laughs> no doubt no doubt great. Well, you guys have a great show man as always i appreciate y'all